Now imagine being able to sing like that would be outstanding. But anyway, hey, you've got to love Christmas, don't you, Christmas time? I think um, Christmas has to be the most celebrated day in human history, full stop, really. If you, if you were to ask people what Christmas was all about, uh, I'd imagine that most of them generally would say, well, it's about you know, celebrating the birth of Jesus. Even non-believers, atheists, they would have to acknowledge that the reason that Christmas was designed, the reason it, it started was all about celebrating the birth of Jesus. So you'd have to be disappointed when you have no, no real choice but to accept the simple fact that the day that the majority of the world stops is all about Jesus. It's pretty exciting though. I know across, across a, a myriad of different churches uh, right across the globe that more people go uh, to church at Easter time and Christmas time than any other time. And I think sometimes you can look in that and be a bit disappointed that you don't see people at church more often um, because I think our saviour, Jesus, is worth celebrating. But if, it gets, if Christmas gets people in the door of church to be able to hear the good news of what he brought when he came as a baby, then let's celebrate Christmas even harder, even more joyfully, yeah, to give people that opportunity, that one opportunity. Because all of us somewhere had an opportunity to hear about Jesus. We weren't born into a Christian family. Someone somehow showed, demonstrated, told us about the Lord, you know. So I, I, I love Christmas time. I, I, I love this time. You know, I know that... Um, before Mel and I moved to Ballarat, our old church was an old uniting church, you know, built in 1890. And at Christmas time, maybe because of the style of church, we would have extra people visit. Just people from anywhere driving past, they would stop because it was an old style of church and that's probably what they were accustomed to. So I love that churches are full with people that want to celebrate Christmas at this time of year. I have a thought to share that I have 22 minutes to be able to share it. I told my wife I'd be 15 minutes tonight, so let's see how we go. For those that are part of Mount Clear Church, I know that you don't believe that's possible. For those that are visiting, for those that are our guests today, you don't know any different, so that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but my thought for today is this, that get Chris, Christmas, Christmas time, Christmas day, Christmas Eve, this season is the actual birth of grace, that grace was born at Christmas time. So I know we sang this particular carol, but I want us to watch this video just to set a bit of a tone. I'll sit with my friends. So how are you? <laughs> oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. Maybe we start it again. <laughs> okay, we run down the back. Technical difficulties. How are we going there? All right. The stars are brightly shining 
son. out or if it's coming out but the clip's available but um I, I sorry it's on netflix there you go if you've got netflix you can watch it on netflix uh i i actually love that that clip mixed with one of my favorite christmas carols because i think it captures the essence of my thought that christmas is the birth of grace the birth of really everything that we get to experience at christmas everything that we get to experience during our life, everything that we get to experience as, as believers. You know, I love the way that John words it. And um, in, in John 1, chapter 1, verse 14, it says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace, yeah? Full of grace and truth. You know, they're just, they're, those two particular words, full of grace, or three words, full of grace, you know, it, it just captures the essence, the enormity, the, the intensity of Father's heart and love for us, that he would send his son for us and that he was full of grace for us. You know, when, when I had my children, all of my children, funnily enough, you get to a place where you get to see this beautiful, developed human baby, you know? I, I guess because they've been baking for nine months and they've done the full term, you know, they, they come out fully developed yeah, with hands and with feet and with fingers and with, with eyes and, and with ears. And, and life, life's pouring out of them. But I, I, I experienced something else as a father too and, and having five children that when your children are born, you have this love for your, for your kids that didn't exist before. And so for those of you that have had children or, or have grandchildren or you, you, you get around and you, you, you counsel you maybe counsel and love on, on others, on children, or foster them. You have this, this heart for them that goes out for them. They, they can do no wrong. 
You know when someone says, your child did this, and you're nodding your head and you're saying, okay, but really deep down inside you're saying, yeah, as if it was my kid, yeah. yeah. Like, anyone ever done that? You know, like, I get it all the time. You know your children, they did this, and I'm like, my kids are the best in the world. You're totally mistaken, yeah. Like, you would die for your children, wouldn't you? If you know what I mean, you would totally die for them. There's something that, that's birthed inside us at that time, you know. They come out and they're beautiful, but... Not only are they, are they physical, there's something that happens spiritually. It's, it's something that we can see and something that we can't see. And I, and I guess with the birth of any baby, you know, it comes the, the describable, I guess, are the words that I'm looking for in the indescribable. And we've been singing tonight and we saw a clip. And if you think about it, in that manger thousands of years ago, was a baby that was beautifully developed, yeah, that had baked for nine months, that brought with him, you know, when he finally sat in the arms of Mary, brought with him not only the describable, not only the, the eyes and the ears and the mouth and all of that, but brought the, the indescribable. So when Jesus was held in the arms of Mary, out of him poured something that not, no other baby can offer. As much as what we've received from our own children, this one baby that we celebrate now was able to bring something that no other child could offer. And that's grace. Like, it's grace. It's grace. It was, it's his grace that when his grace is fully developed, yeah, it would save the world. It would save you. It saved me. It would save anyone that is willing to accept Jesus. Baby Jesus as their saviour, as their king, as we were singing some of the words today, yeah? You know, the word became flesh, made his dwelling among us. We've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and full of truth. You know, the word grace there in the Greek is the word charis. And it means, and I'll, I'll read it as I got it from a dictionary and stuff, but it means this. It means merciful kindness by which God, exerting his holy influence upon souls, turns them to Christ, keeps, strengthens, increases them in their Christian faith, knowledge, affection, and kindles them to the exercise of the Christian virtues. <laughs> All of that, whatever that means, yeah, was found in the baby Jesus. Grace, all of that was found in him. He is and he was and he forever will be the solution to sin and everything that separates us from Father God. Came in a little form of a baby, yeah? And it's grace that pours out of his hands, his feet, his sides. It's his grace that, that would drip down his face as he prayed, Father, take this cup from me. It's, it's his grace. It's, it's grace that would look upon the face of sinners, you and I, before we, before we knew him. And it's, it's grace that looks at us and doesn't see what the world sees, but sees what the Father sees in us. It's, it's grace that was birthed at Christmas. And it's not a small amount of grace. It's amazing the fact that he was born a baby, yet in that baby was the fullness of, the fullness of grace that would save the entire world. It's an amount of grace that can't be measured. 
And it's an amount of grace that can't be exhausted. It actually lasts forever. You know, we sing our Christmas carols and we do all of those things because of the grace that we were blessed with that was poured out on us. And I, I really love John and, and the whole gospel of John because John actually never gives us an exact, an exact definition of grace. He, nowhere does he say, this is grace. Instead, it seems as though John wants to show us through his whole gospel exactly what grace looks like through Jesus, exactly what it feels like, exactly what it could be like. You know, we learn that God's grace, it's an abundant blessing. It's packed down, it's running over, it's, it's never ending, it's never exhausted, yeah? It's always renewed. It's always fresh. And, and it's forever. That's his grace. In John 2, Jesus performs a, a, a wonderful miracle. You know, they're, they're at the wedding and they run out of wine. You know, like imagine running out of wine. And his mother asks him, listen, we need you to, we need you to do something. And it's like, well, what do you want me to do? It's not my fault. The wedding planner should be sacked, you know. <laughs> but when he turns that water into wine, that's God's grace. And at that moment, go with me here for a minute, God's grace tastes like the best wine. Served generously, yeah? Served generously and without an end at the party. So God's grace was known at the party through laughter, through happiness, through dancing. They got to experience God's grace amongst family and friends as they celebrated the beginning of a marriage. That was God's grace that allowed that to happen because it came when he was born as a, as a child. You know, in, in John 3, Jesus totally undoes Nicodemus, you know. He's this teacher, supposed to know everything about Jewish customs and law, and here he is, yeah. And there's this moment where he meets and he talks to Jesus, and in this one moment, religion's turned upside down. God's grace did that. So God's, God's grace in and through Jesus was felt by Nicodemus in the darkness of night. Because that's when he went to him. In the darkness of night, he discovered God's grace. And through that conversation, which, which really confused Nicodemus, he ended up being converted and accepting Jesus as his Lord and following him. Yeah? In John 4, Jesus walks through Samaria and he sits on a well yeah, in the, in the middle of the day and he's confronted by a Samarian woman and starts having a conversation with her, something that no, no Jew would do. At that moment, she met God's grace. At that, at that moment, through Jesus, she met the fullness and grace of God, a woman who, who really walked to the well in the middle of the day because she didn't feel like she fit in. She wasn't a part of, you know, her life wasn't right. She didn't fit into normal society. She didn't go to get the water at the well when normal people did. She had to go when no one else was around. And here she meets Jesus and meets the grace of God that came to us as a baby on Christmas, yeah? Full of grace, full of grace. And now she has hope. Now she's renewed. Now she starts to feel the love of God flowing through her like rivers of living water. Yeah, this Bible says. In John 6, what's he do? Jesus feeds 5,000 hungry and unexpecting people. 
That's God's grace in action like a picnic at the park. That's like catching up with friends and going to Lake Wendaree and having a barbecue. That's like going to someone's house and having a coffee or a, a dinner with others. God's grace is displayed amongst his people as they share food together. Yeah? Why, why did he do that? Was it just because they were hungry? Or was it because he was so full of grace he wanted to create an opportunity for people to, to chat, get to know each other, to commune together, to build community together? Yeah? I guess as a church, that's why we run during the year friendship groups. It's God's grace in action. For those of you that don't have to run out as soon as I'm done, you know, stay and have some supper, have a coffee, have tea. Yeah? It's God's grace in action. In John 20, Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene after his death. You have to think, Mary thinks he's gone, he's done, he's dusted, it's finished. But in an act of grace... He appears to her. And, and here's this, this man that was once a baby, full of grace, that's still pouring out grace and brings peace to Mary Magdalene after his death. And not only did he bring peace to her, she now discovers because of his grace that she can have a relationship with the one true living God, that her relationship with Jesus hasn't ended. In fact, it's only just gone to another level. That's his grace. His grace at work. You know, all of those grace encounters, they're, they're just a few of what's actually found in John. If you read John, there's, there's more things. In fact, John himself says that if they were to write down everything that Jesus did, the world couldn't contain all of the miracles. Let me just say this. The world can't contain all of the grace that Father God has for us. All of the world can't contain the grace that is contained in a baby. That's why regardless of wars, regardless of what's happening, regardless of seasons, regardless of countries, no matter what people try to do, you cannot contain the grace of God. If you try to silence or throw out the grace of God, it will still rise up somewhere underground. It's, it's unstoppable. It's never ending. It continues to come and it came as a baby. And we celebrate that, yeah? A baby that was totally, utterly full of grace. Because God's love for the world and for us through Jesus, it's, it's tangible. It's real. It can't get any more real than a baby that's crying. Yeah? It can't get any more real than having to change a nappy on a child because that's how Jesus came. Helpless in the arms of a woman to look after. There she was carrying yeah, the plan of salvation. There she was carrying the fullness of God, fullness of grace, all of his glory she carried. Yeah? That's a, what a special, special moment that would have been, yeah, really, when you think about it. God's love for us through Jesus, it, it's found in surprising opportunities. It's found in unexpected places like the well. It's, it's found in the middle of our stuff, in the middle of our despair, in the middle of our pain, in the middle of our prayers, in the middle of our confusion, yeah? It's found there. It's found in the hearts that feel confused, that feel on the outer. It's found there, his grace. You know, we are entering Christmas. And yes, we remember the manger. And yes, we remember the Christmas story. And yes, we remember all the wise men. Who knows how many there were. And we remember the three gifts. And we remember everything that goes with that. 
remember the star and we remember that there was no place for him to to lay we remember we remember the manger story but maybe just maybe if christmas is the birth of grace maybe it would be really good this year if all of us would stare deeply into the eyes of baby jesus yeah and as we stare into the eyes of this small boy remember that found within him is what would save the world Found within him is what would save us. That behind the frailty of a baby boy is the unstoppable gift of grace. Unstoppable gift of grace. You know, I love part of um, that scripture in John because I just want to go back to it for a minute because John chapter 1 verse 16 a continuation of what I read before, says this, that for from his fullness we have received grace upon grace. That from his fullness, this child that was full of grace, we have received grace upon grace. And really if we were to write our own or add to that, we could write grace upon grace, upon grace, upon grace, upon grace, upon grace. We could write that. You know, John, I reckon, brilliantly shows us God's grace that was made flesh so that we can understand and know God's grace when we encounter it, yeah? Like they did, like you have, like I have, like we sang about, like we caroled about, yeah? Like we enjoy with our family. That's God's grace, God's grace at work. Ooh, I've got two minutes. I've, I've got a stall. Just, I'm just stalling. Let me just read this. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness we have received, we have actually all received grace upon grace. So this Christmas, yes, let's celebrate the birth of Jesus. But can I ask you to do something? Let's worship him for his grace at Christmas time. Amen. Why don't we stand and I can pray. And then I'm going to encourage you to stay and share supper together. Amen. Father, we thank you for the gift of your son, the baby Jesus. We thank you that in that frail, small package, Lord, you somehow had fit into that and squashed into that the fullness of your grace. And Father, I thank you that we get to experience that grace. Lord, that you get to pour out that grace into and onto our lives, grace upon grace. So that as we encounter it, as we experience it, Lord, as we walk into it, Lord, we will know it. Father, we will cherish it and we will share it. Father, we thank you for Christmas time. We thank you for friends and family. Lord, we know that sometimes these seasons can be hard. But Lord God, even as your sons and daughters, Father, we just pour out love upon those that are having difficulty right now. Lord, Father, we pray that those that don't have family would find those they can celebrate with. Father, may we be those people. And Father, we know that in it all, may you be glorified, we ask.
that Lord I know it's all about presence when we're children but Father now Lord it's all about your presence the presence the Son of God born to us this wonderful day so Father as your children we say thank you thank you we give you all the glory and all the honor and everybody said Merry